0: out of the ashes you will rise if you feel sad lost depressed finances are in the gutter social life you're lonely out of the ashes you will rise here in my garage invest in yourself always be curious don't be a cynic sleeping on a couch in a mobile home with only 47 dollars in my bank account When everything's burnt to the ground, when you're sad, lost, and depressed, and everything's at rock bottom, you get to rebuild the exact and precise way you want the damn thing rebuilt. Health, wealth, love, happiness, each of these four goals.
1: In case you missed the last episode, make sure you go back and check it out. Here's what went down.
0: If you can't focus, I promise you, you will always be broke. That's just how life goes. (laughs)
1: coming up today.
0: The more I get experience in life, the more I focus on social skills. It's literally the most important thing. And there's all this science that shows the number one thing that makes you happy, spending a lot of time around people that you love. Today, I had Dr. David Buss, who wrote all the textbooks for evolutionary psychology for like Harvard and Yale. And he studies how evolution has um, basically created a mind that's not adapted very well to the modern world. So let's talk about who you should not date or have as business partners. I'm gonna introduce you to a concept. There's three concepts I'll introduce you to. One is called emotional stability slash neuroticism. The second concept is called the dirty triad. And the third is called agreeableness slash conscientiousness. So if you wanna know who you should have as a friend, dating, business partner, I'll start by saying who you should not have. Anybody who exhibits high levels of emotional instability, that's the first one. So emotionally unstable people do this. You're driving in a car with them, there's some minor stress, like let's say somebody cuts them off, and they freak out for like an hour. That's highly emotionally stable. So here's baseline. Anybody who goes away from baseline and stays away longer than normal is considered by evolutionary psychologists, emotionally unstable. One thing Dr. Buss told me is you, when you're dating somebody, you, you never really know who you're dating until there's stress. And that leads to point number three, I'll skip ahead, which is agreeableness. Um, you wanna find people that in general compromise. If you're around somebody that doesn't compromise, they have low levels of agreeableness, you're gonna set yourself up for a freaking disaster. So I've talked about number one and three, I'll come back to them in a second, but let's talk about number two. There's something called the dirty dozen or um, the dark triad. and It's three traits, there's tests online, anybody you date, if you're on a first date with somebody, trust me, or a first business partner meeting or anything, go, hey, I just took this test, you should take it. Trust me, everybody loves themselves, so they'll take it. People go, how do you get people to take the test? I go, easy, everybody loves themselves, so you go, I wanna know more about you, this world's about you, and people are like, oh great, and they'll take this test, and what it tests for is, the first one it tests for, narcissism, the second is Machiavellianism, and the third is psychopathic, uh, psychopathy. So the first one, if they score high, one to 100, so 50 is kind of in the middle, if they score like a 70, run for your freaking life because narcissistic people exhibit this trait. They're very charming at the beginning, after they're charming, because they use charm to get their way, and then after a while, they start focusing so much on themselves <laughs> that they forget about you. Number two, Machiavellianism. Now. Narcissism, <clears throat> raise your hand if you scored high in narcissism. We have, I, I, right when I, she came in, I was like, take this test, I guarantee you. Because I've learned how to read people. Don't act. it's a long, complicated thing how I've learned to read people. It's my most important skill in business. And um, Andrew can attest that I can guess people pretty well. In fact, I guessed everybody here pretty much that took it. I knew you would be normal. I knew, I said, didn't I say, honestly, didn't I say you're gonna get high in narcissism before you took it? You did. I did. Now, how do I know that? It's a little bit gut feeling from being around a lot of people in my life. I used to own a lot of nightclubs. I've I've met, you know, 50,000 people in my life. And I always, early on, I started just testing myself and seeing if it turned out to be true. So narcissism, uh, Machiavellianism, raise your hand if you got high in Machiavellianism. Uh, Okay, we got two here. What Machiavellianism means in a nutshell, is use subtle manipulation. So it could be passive aggressive, it could be doing deceitful things behind your back. This is high levels of Machiavellianism. Now, so Machiavellian people will, will, for example, one of the test questions is, if you knew you needed somebody, let's say there's an investor, you're trying to build a business, and you don't like the guy or the woman, but you know you got to kiss up to them to get a million dollars invested in your business. If you're high in Machiavellian and the dirty uh, in the dark triad, you'll be like kiss ass, in to their face, and then behind their scenes you're like, oh, I got this fucking bastard to invest in me. I have very low Machiavellianism for so I have higher in narcissism. A lot of extroverted people. Who here is extroverted? Raise your hand. Extroverts tend to have higher, like your highest was narcissism. Because when you're extroverted, you like to be the center of attention. Machiavellianism, oof, if you date a Machiavellian person or a business partner, don't have the same bank account. <laughs> Separate bank account. You're gonna wake up one day. <laughs> it is, I knew a dude, I had a friend. Um, actually, I know a guy, he's a very famous celebrity. I won't say his name, because I won't embarrass him. But his brother was his business partner. Took $18 million out of his bank account. Own brother. Ended up in jail. It's a famous guy here in Hollywood. So that brother had Machiavellianism. Even Michael Jackson's brother who managed his money ended up bankrupting him. Now the third one is the most dangerous, psychopathy. This means that people who have no remorse. So somebody who will do something and literally on a brain scanner, they don't feel bad. It's like a, now there's an evolutionary reason for psychopathic tendencies. Psychopaths are good Genghis Khan conquerors because they can just kill people and be like, I'm good. You know, they sleep fine. Um, I think Dexter, if you've seen the movie, he exhibited some levels of psychopathic tendencies. About, they say about five to 25% of business CEOs are psychopathic or have sociopathic tendencies. If you ever end up in jail or prison, you're gonna be around a shitload of psychopaths. Uh-huh. And so what's gonna happen is, you're gonna have something they want, they're gonna have a like a crowbar in their hand, they're gonna hit you in the back of the head. So, it doesn't always have to be high levels of crime like that, but psychopathic tendencies, by the way, you can, one of the best ways to tell is people who are mean to animals. If you ever meet somebody who's mean to animals, uh, that's one of the most classic signs. Richard Kuklinski, who's the most famous mafia hitman, as a little kid, he used to set cats on fire, and he felt no remorse, and he ended up executing 250 people in cold blood for the mafia. I think he's the most... Uh, the biggest serial killer. So remember, most people aren't that high level of psychopathic, they're not gonna murder you, but they will do stuff like steal, you've been their business partner for five years and just steal money and walk away and never think about it. Or they'll sleep with your best friend and not even care. Now, going back just to wrap up here, what what I think you should do in summarizing all of these, the easiest way to read people is neuroticism. Because to me, neuroticism, encompasses all these. And here's a simple way to understand um, neuroticism. Are they fearful, weird, or dramatic? That's another test, I won't get into that. But if you meet somebody who's like, everybody's allowed to be a little weird. But if you meet somebody who's weird, okay? They may have bodies in the basement, psychopath. (laughs) If you meet somebody who's very fearful, okay? They always think of the worst, they're very negative. Oftentimes, um, those people are um, it, because they don't they're so afraid of life they'll do Machiavellian manipulative things to make sure they never get hurt so if they sense like you're dating them and you're going to break up with them, they'll before you can do it because they, they're driven by fear they'll like sleep with somebody else so that they broke off the relation, and they'll do it behind your back and stuff like that to get you before. there's an old saying in the mafia, you gotta fuck them before they fuck you that, that's like Machiavellian and psychopathic at the same time. If they're dramatic, that means they're narcissistic. So anybody who has an extraordinary, the other day I had some people over, Andrew can attest to this. Oh, Drew, help me out here.
1: Yes, very
0: This nice. person, I was like, how can I send you to Mars in Elon Musk's spaceship? <laughs> that was my thought, I'm like, you are of no use for planet Earth, yeah, really. And, and the reason why, it was so dramatic. Like, you just meet somebody and everybody in the group is cool, except them. <laughs> like, the other day we went salsa dancing.
1: There's was like
0: 20 of us, like 10 guys, 10 girls. But, and I brought, I got a new Rolls Royce. So the, this girl, I didn't even know she wanted to go in the front seat, but she was little. So I said, can you sit in the back in the middle? Because that's where the littlest person could fit. And there was a, so, and I put the tallest person in the front seat. Dude, she was mad the rest of the night. And I didn't know why she was like sulking. We were at a Brazilian place. She wasn't talking to anybody. She texted me the next day, her friend, and she wouldn't even tell me, her friend told me that's cause she didn't sit in the front seat. Now imagine, God help you, if you married that person. Really. And and what Dr. David Buss, the mentor I was talking to today, told me, nobody taught him this. And I think everybody agrees in this room. Did you have any class in school from age six to age 18 teaching you how to read people and avoid the wrong people? None. That's why school is bullshit. Because everything that you don't really need to know, lots of stuff you could learn when you're 50. Like I learned at the California State Bird is the California condor. Still hasn't helped me in life. But nobody told me about the dark triad. And I could understand that at 14. And so Dr. David Buss told me about some relationships and marriages he had. And he's like, I didn't. He said he met somebody who was dramatic, fear based, narcissistic, but he was a very stable person. So he figured he would change her. Now, here's the key thing I'm going to leave you with. Very important lesson. I said to Dr. Buss today, I said, because he's all pure science. He won't say any statement if there's not a lot of research. And I said, is there any research saying that you can change people? And he goes, nope. People don't change unless they're under 25. And the younger the better. So like you meet somebody who's a little weird at 15, you can work with them. You meet a 30 year old, 26 year old, even 22 years old, um, just pick better. So." I always say in business, people, because people say to me, well, if you eliminate all the bad people, who's going to be a business partner with them? I'm like, not me. (laughs) That's my answer. They're like, who's going to marry all these psychopaths? Not me. (laughs) You know, let them marry each other. That's my answer. (laughs) Let hell create hell for other people. So really, the, the the, the more I get experience in life, the more I focus on social skills. It's literally the most important thing. And there's all this science that shows, the number one thing that makes you happy, spending a lot of people, a lot of time around people that you love. This is the most correlated factor in human happiness. And it's not just romance. So if you could spend, and this is why most people are unhappy, they spend eight hours a day at a job with coworkers that they don't necessarily have a great relationship. I've been lucky, you know, I work my closest, one of my CEOs of one of my companies is my cousin Maya. So we're family. So we have family love, uh, you know, like that familial bond. I remember when she was born. So and my brother Ben works for me. My other brother Chris works for me. I used to have – I have six brothers. I used to have four brothers, that, four or five that worked for me. Um, so that makes you happy. But I also have guys like Herman, Dr. Fresco that works for me. We've been friends for like 10 years. And I know like if I was in the hospital, he would show up. I know if somebody had to take a bullet for me, he might do it. So when you feel, spend like 90% of your day around people who you either love now or you could see yourself being in love with, whether it's friendships or dating. And if you gotta take a pay cut, you know, take the pay cut and get away from nasty people. And last little bonus point, yesterday I talked to Joel Salatin, who's my first mentor when I was 19. And I said, Joel, you know, what do you think's the secret to life? And he said, well, Go after the right things without focusing on the end reward. Now, that's a lot different than what you hear. So he, what he meant was because he's a author and a farmer and he's changed the world. He kind of helped um, create organic agriculture. And he said, when I started out, Ty, I wasn't thinking about money. I wasn't thinking about fame. I wasn't thinking about, you know, now he's a multimillionaire. He's been on, in Smithsonian Magazine. He meets presidents and all that. He goes, I just started because I loved like trying to make the environment a better place. And then the natural outgrowth of having so much passion and being around the right people was ultimate success in all areas, health, wealth, love, and happiness. So if you're like going, oh, I'm gonna get this job. I don't like the people I'm around, but I'll make a million bucks and then I'll switch over to people that I like to be around. It's a trap. Never do that. If you can get lucky enough to be around people that you love to be around and you make a lot of money, that's great. But if you have a choice, trust me. Cause I've been poor, you know, I was born to a single mom in Long Beach. My dad was in prison. I don't think my mom ever made 20 or 30, more than 20 grand or maybe 30 grand in her life. Um, So I've been, and I've been, you know, I wasn't starving ever, but she had a hundred dollars a year to spend on me for Christmas. So I had enough, but not much. And you know, I'm in Beverly Hills now with Ferraris and Lamborghinis, Rolls Royce. More important when I look back on my happiness was when I was around awesome people. Like when I lived with the Amish for two and a half years, nicest people in the world. Sometimes I'm like, why the hell did I leave? So in closing, everyone you meet, have them take the the dark triad. You can also have them take the Hexaco test, which is like Texaco, the gas station with an H, Hexaco. That one's a little more subtle. It'll show you their agreeableness and emotionality. Don't, let, don't be with anyone who's highly
1: emotional or low on agreeable. If you want the chance to enter into one of my free giveaways, here's all you have to do. Number one, subscribe to my podcast. And then secondly, leave an honest review of my podcast. What do you think of it? All right. I pick random reviewers to win either an iPhone 7, a GoPro Black, a MacBook Air, ipad kindle and then i've been doing these uh once a month free car giveaways giving away a mustang or camaro to one random social media follower podcast followers are entered into that too so you get your free chance to enter just leave an honest review and make sure you subscribe to my podcast all right i hope you win one of the giveaways talk to you soon make sure you subscribe to the podcast on itunes or wherever it is you like to listen so that you don't miss out on any new episodes as they come out.